as the resident sci-fi buff on this podcast, I was really looking forward to our next film. And per usual, I went in hoping to at least get some good cheap laughs. In this review, we'll be deconstructing Kin, the latest brainchild of the producers behind Stranger Things and Arrival. I'm Kaylee, she's Tuesday, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn. So Kin is being plugged as a pulse-pounding crime thriller with a sci-fi twist. It centers on two multiracial brothers, Eli, played by Miles Truitt, and Jimmy, who is played by Jack Rayner. Dennis Quaid makes an appearance as their father. And Eli is introduced as a slightly rebellious, possibly troubled teenager. It's a little bit unclear. Uh, he scavenges precious metals from rundown buildings in Detroit and sells them to scrapyards. His dad is a hardworking blue-collar worker. Uh, so just a very, I guess you could say, generic family, except Eli is African-American and clearly Dennis Quaid uh, and his character, the father, are white. Uh, so already we got a, uh, I guess you could say, biracial family. Eli's brother, who is also white, uh, his name is Jimmy, appears after a stint in prison and uh, even though race doesn't really play into this story, it, it's something that it's there. And I want to delve into that a little bit more uh, later on this review, but I do think it's worth pointing out. Now, Jimmy got mixed up with a criminal gang while in prison and ends up owing money to some sort of mafia-like crime syndicate, which is led by James Franco's character, Taylor Ballack. Eli's dad ends up getting killed by the gang and Jimmy is on the run and he takes Eli with him, all the while keeping their father's death a secret. They head across the country, make friends with a stripper, and eventually get tangled up with the FBI. Oh, and there is a space gun. (laughs) So, I don't know how you felt about this movie Tuesday, but I was mightily disappointed. Wow, I think we might be agreeing on something this week. It, Man, it was just missing something the entire time. I guess some people would call it like a plot line, maybe. <laughs> I, I had no idea what was really going on until like the last 15 minutes of the film. What was it trying to be, like a crime thriller or was it sci-fi? You know, it, the, the marketing campaign says this movie is a crime thriller, but you just watch the trailer, look at the posters, like it clearly looks like it's supposed to be some sort of sci-fi thriller. But the sci-fi component is practically non-existent. It's like it was just an afterthought. Uh, well, and it comes from Stranger Things and Arrival, that that production crew. And you're, wh- where did that go? Where did it go wrong, yeah. <laughs> I think, is the question. I mean, right from the get-go, they do introduce that sort of alien element. There's some sort of laser battle? I, I, we don't know, but it happens right at the beginning. We don't see it. We just hear it. And then we meet Eli. And, you know, he finds that space gun while he's on his scavenging trips. And right when he finds it, I'm expecting things to finally start kind of like building and heat up and start getting weird and honestly spacey. But that is not what happens. Nope. We stay right here on Earth. And sadly, we have to watch his older brother do nothing 
but screw up his entire family the minute he gets out of jail. I couldn't really tell who a protagonist was. I mean, Eli eventually stoops to his brother's level and starts robbing and hurting people around him. And we actually have a clip here. Uh, In this scene, Eli and Jimmy are in a strip club somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, This is where they meet Zoe Kravitz's character, Millie, and she's like the only female character at all in this film. Unsurprisingly, Jimmy gets drunk and starts causing a ruckus. The owners of the club start beating him up, and this is when Eli runs to get his space gun and then comes back in and tells them to stop. He's mine. Let him go. Let him go. And we'll leave. And you hear near the end there, it's it's a bit of a staring contest and then a pool table sticks falls over which startles Eli and he shoots it and this is the first time he's ever shot the gun so he has no idea what it could do and blows out a chunk of the bar the wall is gone but this happens almost halfway through the film it took us this long to actually see what this gun could do but you can't premise an entire movie on a space gun and not explain the damn thing till the end I mean (laughs) This was quite an elaborate way to make a follow-up movie if this is what they were trying to do. I don't know about you, but I've never had a stripper so willingly want to travel across the country with me and a weird space gun as much as Millie kind of obliges right away. I mean, the character just doesn't seem real to me. It it just it pissed me off. It, it's already bad enough that they're kind of teasing this sci-fi element and they it never goes anywhere until like the last 10 minutes of the film. But then if you're going to have a female character, at least give her something to do, but she is so underdeveloped. I kept going like why is she here? Like seriously, her role added nothing to the storyline. And if we're going to be crude here, she barely provided a sexual diversion for Jimmy. I mean, if she was just there to look pretty and be like arm candy and say some lines, like, she barely did that. Or even lead them to good or something, but nothing. But I just have to be frank here with Zoe Kravitz. She has yet to wow me with her acting skills. She just does not stand out on the screen. She's just flat. Along with looking at the casting in this, my only real silver lining was James Franco. Over the last few years, he's he's really stepped up his game. He was a pretty great villain in this one. Uh, but, you know, he didn't make up for everything. Ultimately, the huge there was just a huge letdown watching this after we had such amazing things earlier this year like Ready Player One. The few good moments just... They can't really make up for the rest of the movie. Sadly, I'm calling this one a snoozer. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I kept thinking about this because you're not the only person, the only critic, you know, who said that James Franco was good in this movie. 
and I'm not going to rip his performance, but it felt misplaced, along with everything else in this <laughs> film. I'm like, he sounded like some sort of Bostonian slash Brooklyn gangster, but they're in Detroit. He's all tatted up. He's got a name that sounds like it's from the Eastern Bloc, but he kind of acts like an Italian mobster, like... What the hell is his character about? <laughs> I can I, see that. I don't understand. Like, he really didn't match up with this film. I just, oh my gosh, everything about this bothered me. And I was expecting so much more. And and like you said, Tuesday, when you have a film that's made by the producers of Stranger Things and Arrival, you're setting the bar really high from the get-go. And... There was a little bit of a whiff of Stranger Things, like at the beginning with the cool space gun. And there was a moment of sort of 80s inspired music, which I was kind of like, oh, there, there's our nod to Stranger Things. But it's almost like the directors, Jonathan and Josh Baker, once they got a sniff of that, they turned up their noses and went completely in a different direction. What was this? <laughs> I also just have to say that I was just really uncomfortable with the whole premise of Jimmy and Eli's relationship. And this is going back to the the biracial thing. I did not like the premise of a white man who was in prison leading a young African-American down a road of crime, because that's essentially what was happening in this film. If the sci-fi element had been brought up more, then great. But usually sci-fi is there to make us question what is the right path? What should we do? When's it going too far? And, you know, this, this is kind of geared as a kid's film. All the marketing makes it seem that way, but I don't know if I would want a kid to watch this movie because it leaves some very uncomfortable questions. And a lot of this stuff that I'm saying now is probably going to go over a kid's head. They're not going to be necessarily looking at the, the biracialness of it and, and the, all the problems of having a white man lead a young African-American kid down a road of crime. But it was just so unpalatable. I kept waiting for like Eli to put his foot down or for Jimmy to like have a change of heart. But he's just a scumbag from beginning to end. Yeah, it, and that's where it was really hard to find my hero in the story was you, you kept waiting for Eli to go, I'm done following you. I'm done helping you. And it never happens. I mean, even the moment of when he finds out when Jimmy allowed his father to be killed by James Franco's character, that was so unsatisfying. Like, Eli, that was towards the end of the film, and we got to hurry up and wrap this thing up. And, oh, don't forget to tack on that sci-fi thing we've been teasing you the whole point. Like, so many unresolved emotional feelings as well. It just, this film was gross. Yeah. It just, they left too many strings untied to ever get the budgeting for what they wanted which was clearly a second movie it's not gonna happen nah <laughs> if i if i have any crystal balls in front of me that, that is uh what i have to say so we say proceed with caution i'd say don't go <laughs> there you go straight from kaylee's mouth well, that is it for this episode. We'll leave it in your hands whether or not you go see Kin. Uh, if you do see it, we'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, maybe you enjoyed it. Maybe we totally missed the mark, and that's okay. But make sure you subscribe to us. We have more reviews on our website and uh, more reviews coming your way. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram. All you have to do is search for Whiskey and Popcorn. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you at the next movie.